All right, Val went over a nice thought in speaking about autoimmune disease. Is that right, Val? Um, yes, autoimmune. Yes, yes, yes. She, she mentioned autoimmune disease, right? And I just wanted to say, who, does anyone know where the first autoimmune disease was manifested? Oh, what was the autoimmune disease? A desire to be God. An autoimmune disease is just a desire to be a good cell. That's all an autoimmune disease is. Amen? Every sin is centered around something bad wanting to take the place of something good. Y'all follow? That's what a disease is. That's, that's what sin is. Sin is just a desire to have something that doesn't belong to you. That's what sin is. The desire to be what you weren't created to be. That's what, that's what sin is. That's the sin that was introduced into, into, into the universe. And that sin has, has, found, has infected this planet and has put this planet to attack itself by attacking its creator. Amen? And the Lord wants to undo this evil. But the Lord can only undo this evil if we are willing to allow him to help us to undo this evil. Amen? Amen. If we're not willing, he can't do it for us. We have to make ourselves willing so that he can do that for us. And Val was going over, she was talking about feelings, correct? Those are the two religions. It's feelings and faith, that's it. It's just two religions. Satan refused to bring his feelings under the control of what? Reason. reason. And what was the reason he was to bring it under the control of? But which one specifically? There was one. Yes, amen, it's that one. But it's really the first one, because it's only one, Christ says. It's love the Lord thy God with what? All thy heart and, 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 um, and thy soul and, and thy strength and love thy neighbor as what? That's it. It's, it's the first one that he attacked because attacking the first one leads to the what? Attack of the other one. Y'all follow? If you love God, you love your neighbor. The moment you lose love, you lose love for God, you lose love for the neighbor. It's, it's, they're, they're one and the same. But the point is that he desired the position of God. He, that's what he desired and sin was introduced. But it was a feeling. That desire came from the bottomless pit. Yeah. It had no, there was no foundation for that desire. There was, there was no reason to desire God's position. God wasn't arbitrary. He wasn't forcing. He wasn't a dictator. He wasn't oppressing. He wasn't misleading. He wasn't overbearing. He wasn't condemning. He wasn't judging. He wasn't accusing. He wasn't ridiculing. He wasn't arguing. He wasn't fighting. He was just displaying love. So what was the reason for that desire? There was none. Amen? There was none. So that should help us to see every time we sin, I, I promise you, there's no reason for it. None. Because if there's a reason for why we do what we do, then what would it be? Not it would be righteous. Reason is righteousness. If you can find a reason for doing the thing, then it's right. You're just, amen? So if you can't find a reason for it, it's unreasonable. Therefore, it's unrighteous. Amen? Because it comes from a bottomless pit. There is no ground for that action or that thought or that behavior or that word. Amen? And the Lord wants us to bring that attitude under the control of reason. But if we're not willing to do it, then he's not going to help us to do it. Amen? He's not going to help us to do it. And we, and I, and I promise you, we are going to end up as an atheist. That's just because that's what happened to who? Lucifer, he ended up as an atheist. He ended up hating God. It's not that he didn't believe in God. An atheist is one that just hates God with a passion. 
and ki- yeah, amen. They just can't stand God because he says, I will not have God to rule over my feelings. My feelings must rule over what? Me. That's an atheist. An atheist is not one who believes in God. An atheist is one who comes under the full control of his feeling. A Catholic, a Roman Catholic, is one who has faith and feeling. He yeah, is a mixture of the two. Sometimes he'll open up his Bible and study, and not other times he'll close his Bible and go do what he feels like doing. Y'all follow? That's a Roman Catholic. That's a Catholic. So we can be a Catholic sitting in the church right now. Sometimes we feel like studying. Sometimes we don't. That's a Roman Catholic. And if we don't get rid of that feeling, we're going to end up as a what? Atheist. It has to. It has to. Amen. Amen. But why are you resting it? Because of your, your feelings. Amen. We, can, we should be able to see this in each and every one of us. We're not talking to the Roman Catholic in the Roman Catholic Church. Amen. We're talking to the Roman Catholics that's sitting in here in living waters and that's watching on the live stream. Amen. Popery is in every one of our hearts. And unless we control that pope by reason, it's going to end up controlling us. Amen. And, and we know it's taking control of us when we start making foolish arguments to put away the truth. Y'all follow? We know it's taking control of us when we're making arguments that has no place in God's word. To, you know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. Amen? That's the first thing we must know. Satan know he was lying. Amen? He knew within himself. Did the angels know he was lying? No, but he himself knew he was lying. And he knew God knew he was lying. But he still lied anyway to justify his feeling. Amen? To justify his feeling. So we can know if we're following that father or we're following the father of Christ. Amen? We ourselves know. I don't know everybody in here and everybody don't know me. And only externally we know each other. Right? But I don't know. But what comes out of your mouth shows what? What's in the heart. But you may mingle a Catholic teaching with what comes out of your mouth. What do I mean? You know you can get me by quoting scripture, but you quote scripture to hide your real feeling. That's Catholic. Y'all follow? That's what you're doing. But God sees it, but a true Christian, he'll detect that mingling in your words. Y'all follow? That's the kind of people God is trying to make us, a people that can detect that mingling of the two things in a person's word. Y'all follow? We need that kind of spirit where? In the Sunday law. If we don't have that attitude in the Sunday law, what's going to happen to us? We're going to be deceived. If we're not able, was Jesus able to detect the mingling spirit? So so is he my example? So that means I must be able to do what? Detect the mingling spirit. We're at a point right now, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, we're at a point right now where every time each one of us open up our mouth, the level that the Lord has taken us, we should be able to start detecting, I'm not buying that. Y'all follow? I'm not buying that. I'm not buying what you're saying. You're, you're, something doesn't seem like it's connecting. Y'all follow? It's not connecting. I hear what you're saying. You're quoting scriptures. You sound very good, but mm, something's off. 
because it's a spirit, right? That's where the Lord's trying to take us. Y'all follow? That's where he's trying to bring us. We can't read people's heart, but we can, we can try the what? Spirit. And what is that? Jesus says the what? The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Our words are spirit. Our words is what we use to define the object in our minds. Amen? And when I try that word, I'm actually defining what's where? Right there. The mouth speaks. You are just giving life to your thought that's in the mind. Y'all follow? That's what we're doing. So if we pay attention when people speak to us, this is the reason why the dragon is going to be angry with us. That's why Cain was angry with who? Abel. No matter what Cain said, Abel knew he was lying. Amen. He couldn't hide. Abel knew that Cain, you're a liar. You're a liar. What you're saying is not true because I can see clearly the offering you're presented. You're bringing an offering, Cain, which is good, which is right. You're bringing an offering. Praise the Lord. Amen. But Cain, you're not bringing the offering the Lord says you're to bring. You're not bringing it. Man, I'm bringing an offering. Leave me alone. Leave me alone and let me do what I can. No, I can't leave you alone. You are, I'm my brother's keeper. I cannot leave you. I cannot let you bring this offering to God when I know God is not pleased with that. Cain, Abel, leave me alone. Cain, you're my brother. I can't leave you alone. Abel, leave me alone. Cain, I can't. You know what? Bow. Y'all follow? When you bring an offering that God doesn't accept, it's my responsibility like Abel, like Elijah, like Isaiah, like Ezekiel, like Daniel, like Joseph Bates, like James White, like Ellen White, like William Miller, like Jesus Christ himself to come and tell you your offering is not according to the scriptures. Amen? It's my Christian duty and responsibility. Amen? And that's why the dragon is going to be angry. The dragon is the spirit that, that, that controls us. It's going to be angry with the person that keeps coming and tell me to stop bringing this kind of offering. The, but the Bible says, cry aloud and spirit not. Lift up thy voice like a what? Trumpet and do what? Show my people their what? Their sins. Whether they will what? Hear or what? Forbear. If I don't do that, then, my, then I can't overcome. You follow? And their blood will be upon me. That's, that's, that's to each and every one of us. Amen. And that's just the introduction to where we're going in. Because this is why we're going, in, going into this thought. Because it's all about the Bible. Amen. It's all about the Bible. Right here. Go ahead. I want to say that this one you're saying is that death comes in when it cannot hide anymore. Amen. So what's going to happen in the midnight cry? Yeah. Can't hide anymore. Your, your lying spirit can't what? hide anymore amen because the lord is going to give his people discernment to do what to detect that what lion spirit amen but by the grace of god may that spirit not be in 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 us amen um satan is trying like valuing over satan is seeking at every opportunity to take possession of our minds and this is what I want to see. And at times, he, at times it seemed like he took possession of it because at times we do things we shouldn't have done. That's because we, we gave in to him at that time. But praise God, like Peter, we can bounce right back. Amen? Amen? 
That's every day. Sometimes we, we listen to Satan and, and, and then we do his bidding. And then we, if like Peter, we go to the cross, we regret that we did that. And like Peter, we will go and confess. Amen. That's what the Peter spirit will do. But the Judas spirit will do that. And what will he do with his mouth? Never confess it. He just holds it to his grave and go what? Hang himself. Amen. His own words will hang him. Amen. The Lord don't want us to do that. So let's go into our notes. So this is why we're going there. So I pray that we're able to follow this thought. Um, I may not get through the whole thing, but the point is to bring the Bible to, to, to the forefront. Amen. Right here where we mark Biden, the emphasis that the Lord is placing upon the Bible is like nothing else. Because we, we've, we, we've reached an experience where the Lord is trying to help us to plant our feet firmly upon his Bible. Amen. That the reason for everything we do is his Bible, his Bible, his Bible, his Bible. Amen. That's the reason for why we do what we do. And I want us to see today that this is why we teach. Like, how many of us have noticed in the past few weeks, whether it be Romari or Rashad or Swindon or myself, how many of y'all have noticed that the, the most of the times we present is mostly Bible verses? Have y'all noticed that? No, seriously, have y'all noticed that? Who do you think is doing that? Do you think it's Swindon, Rashad, or Romario, or Kennard? Huh? Who's doing that? We have to recognize that the Spirit is working amongst us. Because nobody on planet Earth is able to do that, and we're going to see that. No one on planet Earth is able to do that unless they have the Holy Spirit. There's two spirits that will make people do that. What are they? The Holy Spirit and who? Satan. Satan. Amen. Satan can make people do that too, right? Those are the only two spirits. And I want us to see that. Only two spirits can do this. Man, Jesus says, I can do nothing of my what? If Christ couldn't do anything of himself, then what man on planet earth can do anything of himself? Nobody. We're either captive to Satan and his spirit or we're captive to Christ and his spirit. Amen. Even when we think we're doing something that we like doing, we're actually under the control of a power. That's what Israel and Egypt was designed to teach us. Israel was captive to who? Egypt. Who was ruling over them? Pharaoh. Satan. So God put that in the Bible to teach us this lesson. Every man on planet Earth, because of Adam's sin, is under the power of some evil spirit. Every one of us. And, and what does the papacy do to people's conscience? Does he give them the freedom to think? So what, so what is that teaching us about Satan, who, who he's holding captive? He doesn't give us the freedom to think. So the very thing you're thinking is actually his thinking. Was the thing Eve thought her thinking or his thinking? It was his. Eve never had the desire to be God. That was his thinking. He put his thinking into Eve's mind and it became her thinking. Amen? So she's now held captive to Satan's thinking. Anything she does is Satan's thinking. Y'all follow? That's her master. And Christ came to break us free from that captivity. This is why I love God. God gives liberty of conscience. He never holds your conscience in oppression. He gives you the freedom to do what you want. Doesn't he? He never holds you captive to your own mind. He gives your mind liberty and peace. But he just says, with that liberty I give you, keep my commandments. Amen. Don't take your freedom of conscience and abuse my commandments. Amen. Don't use my your liberty of conscience. Amen. As a cloak to commit sin. Amen. So let's walk through this. I, I, I just want to go ahead. Go ahead. Hand. 
Yeah, amen. Amen. Because he's bound to who? He's bound to sin. Well, he is bound to God. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. <coughs> he still needs permission. So even he's a captive, right? But he can only do evil. With, with that freedom, he can only do evil. But um, so let's go, let's look at the snow snout. Um, we're going to read a few things and jump around. It says right here, we, we use Luke 24 to parallel that we're right here. Amen. Luke 24, we walked through it and we saw 1989 that this is the beginning and Luke 24 is the beginning. And we walked through parallel in it and we came to this point. Right. But Luke 24 has lessons and parallels. Every scripture is a lesson in a parallel. Amen. We, and this is what GC 343 paragraph one teaches us. So let's look at Luke. It says, then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to what? To believe all that the prophets have spoken and beginning at Moses and who? All the prophets, he expounded unto them in what? All the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So what is Christ doing right here? He's bringing about the Bible. Go read what she says in Desire of Ages. Christ could have showed the miracles, but his first work was to plant their faith upon the Bible and the Bible only. Amen. So everything that Christ is doing right here for us, he's trying to put Brother Wesley, Quentin, Althea, Sister Emily, Michelle, Phoenix, Aaron, Lissa, Sashel, Sineron, all of us. He's trying to place, and those watching on the live stream, he's trying to plant our faith firmly upon the Bible. Amen. That's what he's doing. This is why the, the evidence of this is that our teachings is mostly centered around the what? Bible. And it makes sense. Amen. It makes sense. And this is a sign. Jesus says the sign is the preaching. Right? That's what he says. You're asking for a sign, but the sign is the preaching. A people explaining the scriptures is actually showing that they have the Holy Spirit working with them. But there's two spirits. Amen. And, and, and but God is going to give us the ability if we're walking with him to detect the evil spirit. God is really trying to make us some vigilant soldiers. And I really love God and I thank him for that. And I want us to, to really appreciate that. But we can only appreciate it if we actually see him doing it. Amen. We must see him doing it. And I want us by the grace of God to see him doing it. And I'm trying to encourage us to see him doing it because the Lord says, if I encourage others to see him do it, then he's going to help me to see it. Amen. If I help you guys overcome by seeing him doing it, he's going to help me to overcome and seeing him doing it more. Amen. And that's why I love to present what the Lord shows to me, because I know when he shows it to me and I, and I go and try to help my brethren to see what he's revealed to me. God is going to show me more because my interest is in what he's showing and my interest is in my brethren seeing what he's showing. Amen. But every one of us should have that desire. Amen. Every but we can only have it if we're doing what? Studying. OK, so Moses and all the prophets, right? Moses and the prophets is a map. Jesus opened up the map to them. So right here at this point, the Lord has given us a map to guide our what? Feet. If we want to find a treasure, turn to the Moses and the prophets. If we want to know the road to heaven, Moses and the prophets. If we want to know truth and error, Moses and the prophets. If we want to know this is right, Moses and the prophet. If we want to know this is where I should live, Moses and the prophets. If, if, if we want to know is this what I should buy at this time, Moses and the prophets. The map will tell us what to do, where to go, who to talk to, who not to talk to, who to call, who not to call. Amen? Amen. 
this is the kind of faith that Christ is trying to give us, one that's guided by his map, Moses and prophets. Amen? This is the Christian's map, and this is the map that has guided everyone since the day Adam and Eve fell. And the Lord right now at the end of the world is trying to give us back this map, our global positioning system, so we can know exactly where we are in the history of the world and prepare ourselves for the second coming of Christ. Amen? Unless we're preparing for this, I don't know what we're preparing for. Unless we're looking for this, I don't know what we're looking for. Nothing in this world should be of any interest once we reach this point. Nothing. Why? Because the Lord is about to destroy all of those things. Amen? Those things are about to go, and he has to do it in order to bring his people out of Egypt. Egypt is going to collapse, and the Lord must do these things to bring his people out. But if our faith is bound up in Egypt, we're going to collapse with Egypt. Amen? So let us look back at our notes now. Jump down with me to 2 Timothy. Um, all scripture is given by inspiration. We're familiar. And look at 2.15. What should we do? Study to show thyself how. So how do we get God's approval? Studying. Studying. So if we want God's approval, what should we be doing? How many of us have studied this week? How many of us have actually studied this week? The, the command says to do what? Study. study. For what? God's approval. Mm -hmm. So if we want God's approval, the Christian will be found what? Studying. Amen. So let's go down. It says, if, if any man will what? Do his will, he shall what? Whether it be of who? Or whether I speak of myself. So if any man will what? Do his will. If any man worship the beast or his image, if any man does the, the will of the beast and his image, he shall not know of the doctrine. Y'all following? This is connected to the third angel's message. The, to do God's will in the Sunday law, what's God's will in the Sunday law? The Sabbath. So if any man will keep his Sabbath, what shall he know? The doctrine. So the moment people give up the Sabbath in the Sunday law crisis, what do they now become? Blind. Immediately you're going to be blind. The moment you let go of the Sabbath, you are going to be blind. Amen? But right now as we're walking at this part, the command is, Study the scriptures. Amen. That's what Luke 24, where we reach here, Christ is saying, study the scriptures. And if any man will do this will, what shall he know? The doctrine. The doctrine. It's not that we're not going to study in the Sunday law, but the Lord is taking Luke 24 to show us, to line it up, parallel it with our, with our experience, to show us this is the will for this time. Search the scriptures. And if you do this, you will know of the doctrine. And if you're doing this, you're going to get God's approval. And we're going to see a wonderful light to, to God is going to approve of our work. But if we're not doing it, the spirit we're going to have is Cain. And we're going to be angry when God approves the work of the one who's studying. But we can see that now. Amen. We can see that now. We have to study. And, and I, I can't encourage us any more than I study. Please study the Bible. Study the Bible. The answer to all, all of our problems is the Bible. That's it. It's just the Bible. Because your problems, is, I guarantee it is stemming from feelings. I guarantee it is stemming from feelings. It doesn't matter what problem we have. It's stemming from our feelings. Christ went through it, right? He was what in all points? Tempted in all points, yet without what? He still studied the Bible. Amen. 
He still searched the scriptures. That should be our spirit. Now let's look at let's look at the man of God. William Miller possessed strong mental powers, disciplined by thought and study, and he added to these the wisdom of heaven by connecting himself with the source of wisdom. He was a man of what? Sterling worth, who could not but command respect and esteem wherever integrity of character and moral excellence were valued. Uniting true kindness of heart with Christian humility and the power of self-control, he was attentive and affable to who? To the, does anyone know what affable means? Yes, it, but does anyone? Yes, it does mean, but do y'all know exactly what it means? Easy to communicate with. Miller was easy to communicate with. I, I said, Lord, please give me that spirit. I want to be easy to communicate with. I want to be, you should, every one of us in this room should be able to talk to anybody. Anybody. Even the most meanest and vilest person, we should be able to communicate with that person. How do I know that? Jesus communicated with Pilate. Amen. He spoke with, yeah. Spoke with Judas. Amen. He was, Jesus was easy to communicate with. He had a disposition that you want to talk to him. And I want that disposition. I, I pray I have that one day. I, I know I don't fully have it. And I plead with God to give me that disposition that, that I'm easy to communicate with. Take away people's argument that I'm hard to talk to. Amen. Because that's a bunch of nonsense when they say that. Because everybody on planet Earth is what? Hard to talk to. But Christ still what? Talk to them. So if you think I'm hard to talk to, then be Christ and what? Talk to me. Amen? That's your cross now. Your cross is to get past my roughness and talk to me. My cross is to put away my roughness and talk to you. Amen? But if we run from each other, who are we going to talk to? We can't run from each other. Christ didn't run from anybody. He ran to the prodigal son. Amen? Amen? That's the spirit we're to have. Amen? So we, we got to cease this. You're too hard to talk to. So what? Talk to me. Amen? Put away that disposition you're too hard to talk to. Are you going to end up talking to Satan who you think is easy to talk to? Because he's going to come as an angel of light. Somebody that's what? Easy to talk to. Amen? Okay. And gentle. To be entreated. That's what Miller had. So this is one of the signs to detect who has that spirit. Amen? So let's continue with Miller. I love this. Listen to what he says. He was attentive. He was what? Attentive. And affable to all. Ready to what? Listen to the opinion of others and to weigh their arguments without passion or excitement. He what? Tested all theories and doctrines by the word of God and his sound reasoning and thorough knowledge of the scriptures enabled him to refute error and expose falsehood. He was called Father Miller for a reason because all the children that come from his teaching should have this. Amen. We should be willing to listen to all theories, all opinions and try it by the scriptures. But how can I try it if I don't know how to use the scriptures? That's why Christ is teaching us how to use the map. A map is useless if we don't know how to read it. Yeah. Amen? So the Bible in the hand of a person who don't know how to use it, it's useless. Can I kill somebody with a gun if I don't know how to use it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm more liable to kill myself because I got to clean that gun. More people have died by cleaning their gun than they have by, by going out in battle. Y'all follow? Okay, now look at this. 
a person who knows how to use a gun, who has been trained to use a gun, who's more effective? The one that doesn't know how to use a gun or the one that's trained to use the gun? Obviously the one that's trained, right? So the Lord is trying to train us how to use this weapon in which we have. So that way, when he permits Satan to bring all these people to us at the midnight cry, who's going to try our every teaching and everything we believe, we won't be what? Afraid. We won't be afraid of having our opinions tried. Amen? One of the fruits of the dragon is, is being afraid to have your opinion tried. If someone tries your opinion and you get angry, that's dragon-like. When Christ's opinion was tried, he says, it is written. Isn't that what he did? Satan tried him. Christ says, it is written. Didn't Moses? Moses said right here. This is what Moses said. And no matter how much Satan pressed him, coming from different angles, Christ wasn't moved. It didn't bother him. Even though his beard was plucked, it didn't bother him. So even though they pluck away at 1989 and pluck away at 9-11, plucking the beard, plucking your beard, it shouldn't bother you. Amen? Because you know how to use, the, you know how to read the map. And you know how to show them, look, the map says we're right here. The map says this happened in 1989. That's what the map said. So I know we're going the right way. And the map said 9-11 took place right on time. That's what the map said. Moses and the prophet says 9-11 was to happen. Moses and the prophet says we reach here the fifth day of the fourth month. And Moses and the prophet says Biden was going to be president Daniel 11.3. Isn't that what Moses and the prophet said? Mm -hmm. So the Lord is teaching us how to use this map so that when anyone tries our opinion, we're not offended by it. We're not bothered by it. We're not troubled by it because we know how to read the map. Mm -hmm. so, so we have to be attentive. Amen. Mm -hmm. We have to be attentive to what the Lord is doing and really learn to read this map in which he's trying to have us read. So let's go down to this next quote. Yet he did not prosecute his work without bitter opposition. As with earlier reformer, the truths which he presented were not received with favor by popular religious teachers. As these could not maintain their position by the what? Scriptures, they were driven to resort to the sayings and doctrines of men. Uh, amen. So those who can't maintain their position, what's one of the signs? They're going to resort to the what? Sayings of men. Keep that in mind. They're going to resort to the sayings of men. They have to do this. You know why they have to do this? Who was the first to do this? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Man, man, we're dealing with man. Who was the first to do this? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Where did they go? Where did they go? What did they do? Fig leaves. They went away from the sayings of Christ to the what? Sayings of men. So it's in man's disposition to always do that. Always do that. By our law, this our man, law, yeah, amen, amen. So this is one of the fruits of those who fight the truth. They always resort to the sins of men, not the sins of Moses and the prophets, the sins of men. Amen. All right. So let's. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. To destroy it. Amen. We have to see these things. Amen. And in three days. So they'll, you, they'll seize your words and use it against you. But they'll pervert it like the papacy. Amen. The papacy is the perverter of truth. 
Atheism is the destroyer of truth. We, they don't pervert, they destroy. They just immediately destroy. Amen. They don't care whether it's right or wrong. We see it in the spirit today in our government. Amen. So let us continue. It says, to maintain their position by the scriptures, they were driven to resort to the sayings and doctrines of men, to the what? Traditions of the fathers. But the word of God was the only testimony accepted by the preachers of the advent truth. By the who? So the preachers of the advent truth, what was it? The word of God only. Amen. That's it. So let's continue. The Bible and the Bible only was their watchword. The lack of scripture argument on the part of their opponents was supplied by ridicule and scoffing. Atheism. Amen. The lack of evidence is going to reveal the spirit of atheism. Y'all follow? They get, once they can't, pervert, they can't resort to the traditions and saying of men, because if you have the spirit of William Miller, you're going to try their sayings, and you're going to try their opinion, and you're going to refute their arguments and show that it's erroneous. And when they see it's erroneous, they now are going to resort to the dragon that's really in their hearts. Amen? And they're going to ridicule you and, do all, and say all manner of evil against you because they cannot overthrow your foundation, which is the Bible. Jesus is really trying to have us plant our feet up on the Bible right now. And he's really trying to do that. And I, I, I really want us to see that that's what our Father in Heaven is really trying to have us do. But we can't allow Satan to distract us with, with all these things around us. We really must start paying attention to God's leading, that he's really, really in earnest with us right now and really talking to us and really opening up things to our mind and really helping us to understand things. Put all our weight on those things. Amen. Lessen the hold on the worldly things. Less, that's what he's doing. Lessen the hold on the earth and put more weight upon the cord. Amen. That's coming down from heaven. That's what Christ is really doing right now. He's really in earnest with us trying to get us to see that he's really opening up the Bible to our minds so that we would put our weight upon the Bible. And get let go of the earthly things. Let go of wanting a big house and a car and a job and money and, and, and friends and all. And let go of those things and take hold of the thing that's coming from heaven. Amen. This is what's valuable right now. And don't wait until the crisis to finally learn that that's really what's valuable. That's what the foolish virgins are going to do. They're going to wait till the crisis to finally learn that the word of God is valuable. God wants us to see that it's valuable next year, right now, that this is valuable. We have the greatest treasure right now. This is being, we should be excited and, and we should really love these things. But, but Satan is sapping that, that love of the Bible. And I pray that we would resist that stupid feeling and overcome it and really take hold of the word of God. It says, we must study to find out the best way in which to take up the review of our experience from the beginning of our work when we what separated from the churches and went forward step by step in the light that God gave us we then took the what position that the Bible and the Bible only was to be our what guide and we are what never to depart from that position when did they leave the church students of prophecy when did they leave April 19th. Amen. So what is that lined up with? So the people who left here, right? What is their position? The Bible and the Bible only. Just go back to 2014, that experience. And was, where were our minds finally turning to with more force? The Bible. Amen. And we were seeing it out of what? 
the Bible. We were play, our faith was being built upon that, and Christ is trying to make this anchor sure. But I want us to see, they left the church because the Bible told them to go. Y'all follow? Babylon is what? Fallen is fallen. Come out of her, my people. And the Millerites left. But the majority of the people in Millerite history, when did they see it? The midnight cry. That's when they saw it. 50,000 withdrew from the what she called it? Fallen churches. So what are we going to see uh, happen at our midnight cry? A fall. A fall. Right? And we're going to have to leave some. I, I, I really wanted, the Lord is really trying to help us to see these things. But um, keep this in mind. Let's go down to the next one. When enemies appeal to custom and tradition or to the assertions and authority of the Pope, Luther met them with the what? The Bible and the Bible only. Go down to the next one. Satan's manner of working against God and his word has not what? Where do we see Satan's manner of working against God and his word? Where has the Lord, I mean, he's given, that's the most thing that's prophesied in the Bible more than any other prophecy that you can think of, the 1260. Amen? The 1260 shows us the, the, um, the devices of Satan against the Bible. Y'all following? That's the whole purpose of the 1260, to show us perfectly how Satan fights the Bible. He fights it secretly or he fights it openly. It doesn't matter. This is how he fights the Bible. And this is the manner of his working. So the Lord, the Lord put the 1260 in the Bible seven times. Seven times he's, he's put. Why is he doing that? Seven times. And so that when we get to the Sunday law, we would fully understand the manner of Satan's working. And we won't be deceived by his artful artists and his misleading, foolish teaching, trying to twist and rest and do this. But we should, God is trying to help us to see that right now. People, above all things, our heart is always trying to lead us to lean upon our feelings. And the angels from heaven is always trying to get us to lead up on the map that God has given us. Amen. Moses and the prophet. Like Romario said when, when Val was presenting, it is hard to bring our feelings under control. I know it is because it's hard for me. But, but, but I love that reading that Val gave where she says, reason is the weapon to bringing your feelings under control. If, however you feel, just stop and think for a minute. Is this reasonable? Is this reasonable? Why am I angry with this person right now? Well, because he called me a name. But that does, does that justify me being angry because he called me a name? They call Christ Beelzebub. They call him the Lord of the Flies. And he didn't get angry. <sighs> you know what? It's not reasonable. I know I'm mad with this person, but it's my, my, this is not a reasonable position. I'm not going to take it. it is, that's hard, isn't it? Yeah. But what does, how does you overcome that hardness? The spirit is willing, but the what? Flesh is weak. And Christ says, not my what? Will, but thy will will be done. What was Christ doing right there? Yes, all the answers you're going to give is right, but not the one I'm looking for. Think of somebody in the Bible who did that. Who was Christ? Who with it? David. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Y'all follow? That's what Christ was doing. Not my will. But thy will be done. That's what David did. He, he could have killed Saul. Not my will, but thy will be done. God, you will remove Saul in your time. Christ could have destroyed Satan. 
Not my will, God, you will remove Satan in your time. Amen? It's hard, but if we look to Christ, it's easy. How do I know that? Because Christ says, take my yoke, it's easy. Amen? If we take Christ's yoke, he says it's easy. How do we take Christ's yoke? A willing mind. Let your mind take hold of his word, and it will become easy. Amen? Because he did overcome, and he wants us to also overcome at the same time. So let's go back. This is Satan's attack right here. This is how he fights the Bible, the 1260. We want to know if anyone's fighting the truth. Just look at what was done in the 1260. They're either going to pervert the truth or openly um, fight the truth. Pervert the truth, openly fight the truth. So amongst us right now, we should be able to detect if anyone is against anything we teach by what they say. We should be able to detect it. Amen? And I have to say that because we need to know it. We need to know that. If anybody amongst us is teaching against anything, we should be able to detect this. We should. Try what they're saying. I don't, I don't care how much scriptures amongst us is quoted. If it's being opposed, you should be able to detect it and try that and say, why are you saying that? Y'all follow? And if they have the spirit of Christ, they won't be mad because their opinions is dry. Right? Amen. I'm not trying to put us against the Lord just wants us to understand. And how do I know that? Because Christ says, haven't I chosen you 12 and one of you is a what? What was he telling them to do? Try the spirit. That's what he was telling them to do. Amen. Try what was being said amongst you. That's what Christ was telling them to do. But at the same time, we're to have brotherly love for one another. Amen. At the same time, you have to have the trying the spirit is a way of showing brotherly love. Amen. Uh, she has a quote saying that, but that's not the angle where she says a spirit that's that that doesn't like to be tried uh, is loath to be tried. No, I don't remember exactly. And I don't want to mess it up. But she has a quote stating that. Well, let's go back. It says Satan, Satan's manner of working against God and his word has not changed. He is still as much what? Opposed to the scriptures being made the what? So what is he opposed to? He's opposed to the map. Right at the place where Christ is trying to make the map the God of our life, Satan is in opposition with us right now. He's in earnest with us to make sure this is not the God of our life right now. I mean, more than ever before, because he knows if we rest upon this map, he's lost control of us. We're out of control, basically, for him. And the crisis comes to try to do what? Bring us back under his control. Y'all follow? Once we take hold of this map, expect a crisis to come. But here's the lesson. Once we take hold of any light, expect a trial to come. Amen? Anytime you receive the truth, keep this in mind. On the back end, you're about to be tried. Every truth you receive, keep this in mind. You're about to be, you may not, you don't have to reach the crisis for that to happen. Anytime you are sent to something that is right, Satan is, he's about to try you and be prepared for it, not to let go of what the Lord revealed to you to be right. Amen. Don't let it go. No matter how much you're being tried on it, do not let it go. Swinon and I was talking about the other day. We were learning something this week. Immediately we were tried on it. You know, we were, we were brought to that thing, you know, on a, on a radio, we were brought to that and you just got to. You, you, you got to go on. We were learning something about the covenant, and immediately we into an argument with the covenant. Immediately, we're into an argument with, man, the Lord just showed that to us. Bam, we're in an argument. Just like that. So what is the Lord teaching 
um, at least in Swindon and IK seeing this, he's about to open up something to us and be prepared for this strike. Amen. Be prepared for this strike. He's about to open up something. Bam, we're about to get hit. But don't let go of it just because you hit. Amen. Hold on to it no matter what. The Lord is really in, trying to teach these things to us to get us ready for this terrible conflict. But I'm um, going on. She says, in our time, there is a wide departure from, the, from their doctrines and precepts. And there is need, there's a need of what? A return to the great what? Protestant principle, the Bible and the Bible only is the rule of faith and duty. What's the Protestant principle? The Bible and the Bible only. What do we need? A return to this. In 1844, she says, we took the position and we are never to depart from this. This is the great rule of Protestantism, the Bible and the Bible only. But in 1863, um, Satan began to lead the Seventh-day Adventist church for away from their position, the Bible and the Bible only. But there needs to be a return, she says. Amen. So the Bible, the map must tell us where this return is. And at the time of the end, the, the, the king of the south push at him and the king of the north shall come against him like a what? A whirlwind. And at the time of the end, there shall be a what? Return to knowledge. Amen. So 1989, God came to make a people return back to the Protestant position. Why? Because in 1989, we saw the papacy and Ronald Reagan coming together, getting ready for the time for the Sunday law. And God needs to have a people that that is standing on this position by the time the Sunday law come that the Bible and the Bible only is our guide. But how can the Lord do that? If he, how can the Lord do something like that? If there's no one to do that with. So the Lord began that training process of bringing our feet back on the Bible in 1989 because that's what the map says. Amen? That's what the map says. The map says 1989 is where God comes to make us return back again to the guide of our life. And right here where we mark Biden, we're seeing signs that we're returning back to the guide of our life. Amen? And God wants us to see that. He really wants us to to see this because he says blessed are your eyes if you what see blessed are your eyes this is right here where he's saying that <laughs> blessed are your eyes because you see this happening amen oh let i i really want us to see that but going back go down with me to the next quote it says um go down to the bowl it says um where am i in the bowl yes he did thanks he declared that the teachings of the fathers are to be received only when in accordance with the scriptures, that the essential doctrines of the faith are presented in the Bible in a clear and simple manner, so that all men may understand them. He showed that the, that the decrees of the church are of no authority when in opposition to the commands of God, and maintained the great Protestant principle that the Bible and the Bible only is the what? Is the rule of faith and practice. Go down to the next one. The Roman church has not relinquished her claim to supremacy. This power. She hasn't relinquished this. And, and prophecy says she's going to do what? She's going to resurrect. That's what prophecy says. And when she resurrects, what is she going to do? The same thing she did in this time. She resurrects here. What is she going to do? What she did here. Amen. That's what she's going to do. And what does she do here? Religious oppression. No liberty of conscience. You do not have the right to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. So those who have that spirit who doesn't like when people think for themselves, they're manifesting this. Amen? And the conference church, 
doesn't want people to do what? Think for themselves. And at 9-11, the Lord gave us the Bible to bring us back to the old path to raise up a people who do what? Think for themselves. And the conference, what did they do? They threw out anybody who dared to think for themselves. And we took the position at 2014, listen, the Bible and the Bible only. Amen? And that's what we did. That was our experience. And then we came to 2016, and once again, FFA took on the spirit of atheism, of, of Catholicism, I should say. And what were they doing? They didn't want anybody to think for themselves. They were oppressing us. And we took the position, Jeff, Parminda, Thabo, Marco Barrio, the Bible and the Bible. You guys taught this. You guys taught the Bible and the Bible only. What is wrong with you people? Amen? We took that position. We come to the fifth day of the fourth month. What is happening again? The same spirit. People, uh, 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 a movement, some amongst us is trying to teach us not to think for ourselves. And, and here, God, we took the position that the what? The Bible and the Bible only. If we see this, praise God. Because that's the opposition, the opposition spirit in opposition to the truth for the time. And we should be able to see the two sides, the two spirits that's fighting. One to bring man into, into oppression and one to free people's minds. Amen? You're, you guys are seeing the Lord teaching us and trying to teach us to depend mostly upon the Bible. Not upon us, not upon anyone, but upon the Bible. But everyone who takes a position to oppose Christ, teach men to point to themselves. I, I, we're going to see this very clearly. We're going to see this. Go down with me to the next one. Um, go down with me to standard. But God will have a people upon the earth to what? To maintain the Bible and the Bible only as the standard of all doctrines and the basis of all reform. What is God going to have at the Sunday law? A people to do what? To maintain. Did he have that prior to 1989? So what must happen before the Sunday law comes? The Lord must raise up a people that's going to maintain. Just look at what maintain means. That maintains the Bible and the Bible only. And, and that's why I said, if we just look at what Christ is teaching us, it's in harmony with what we're reading. And these are signs that God is really leading. He's really leading us to place our feet up on the Bible because there's a war that's getting ready to break out upon people. And the controversy, the controversy in heaven is about God and his word. The controversy in Eden was about God and his word. The controversy in Egypt was about God and his word. The controversy before the flood was about God and his word. The controversy in time of David was about God and his word. The controversy in the time of Christ was about who? God and his word. The controversy in the 1260 was about God and his word. The controversy from 1798 to October 22nd was about God and his word. The controversy from 1989 to the Civil Sunday Law is about nothing. Does that make sense? It's about God and his word. And the Lord wants us to see we're about to engage in the most fiercest combat. This is the height this is the harvest. This is the time of reaping. This is where Satan's warfare against God comes to his fullest fruition at the Sunday law. This warfare against God. And yes, you saw that the cross. It was at the cross, but the cross was one part of that. Amen. That was one part. There's another part. It's the removal of the law of God fully from the earth. Y'all follow? That's what the Sunday law, the time of Christ was the removal of God from the earth. That's what Satan wanted, 
to remove God, and he killed him. But praise God, he can't do that. It's impossible to remove God because the Bible's still here to show that it's impossible to remove him. Amen? Cannot remove his word. The whole point I'm trying to get to, this is the warfare right now. It's just God and his word. And Satan is deceiving the whole world to ignore this fact that this is really about God and his word. That's it. And we need to see this, that this is about God and his word because if we can see this, we will be careful not to sin against God. Because the moment we sin, we're going to come under Satan's power and we're going to launch out a warfare against God and his word. Amen? By default, we have to. We have to do it by default. Whether we do it as an atheist or we do it as a Catholic, we're going to do it. Amen? Catholic and atheism, they're doing it. The Democrats and Republicans, they're doing it. Everybody on planet Earth that's not walking in the light for this time, they're opposing God and his word. Everybody. Everyone is in opposition to God and his word. Some secretly, some openly. Amen? And some deliberately. Some deliberately against God and his word. Amen? Which is the same spirit. But let us continue. How much time do I have? Seven minutes. Okay, I'm going to close out around there. I'm going to go down to, jump down to standard. I didn't finish that. The, out, the, the up, Jump over standard um, and go down to the next one. Only those who have been diligent students of the scriptures and who have received the what? Love of the truth will be shielded from the what? powerful delusion that takes the world what people we can't make light of this satan is he the when the bible says i was thinking upon this man it is going to be powerful it's going to be very powerful what do you just think about it for a minute just think about this do, do y'all know what the lord is holding back right now god is holding something back from from hitting this earth right now and i want us to see this satan has a secret weapon against the bible he has a secret weapon to overthrow people's faith in the Bible. But God in his mercy is holding that revelation back because he doesn't have a people yet prepared to maintain the Bible and the Bible only. Y'all follow? Mm -hmm. Satan has a secret weapon in store right now that he's going to launch over this world as an overwhelming surprise. And those, read what she says. Only those who have been, who, who what? Have been, what is that? Pass. Who have been diligent students of the scriptures and who have received the love of the truth will be shielded from the powerful delusion. What Satan is going to bring, it is powerful. But I'm not going to exalt his power because the Bible says that we're sin upon what? Grace doth much more abound. The, the light that God is going to bring in position of the Bible is even overwhelmingly powerful. 1449. 1449. Yes, amen. Yes, that's nice. It freed it. Amen. So his secret attack is actually going to free the scriptures. It's not going to hurt it, but it's only going to be a benefit to those who, what does this quote says? Who receive a love of the truth. Amen? Yes, if, we don't, if we're not diligent and we don't receive a love of the truth, we will be deceived. It doesn't matter if we're a Seventh-day Adventist, we will be deceived. Amen? And the Lord, we, that, so that's why I'm trying to encourage us, please study. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. You want God's approval? 
You want to be shielded when this powerful deception comes? So, how do I understand this? Satan has some arsenal where he's going to try to overthrow the message that came from 1989 down to our time. Mm -hmm. He's going to come with some disgusting reasoning to try to overthrow this understanding. But those who took the position that the, the map and the map only is to be their guide will be able to overthrow that nonsense of a reasoning that he's going to bring. Amen? And that's going to be even more powerful than the argument that he's going to bring. Go ahead. Um, just thinking about Satan having um, weapons on reserve and God holding it back and God having weapons as well. Not just yes, he does. Mm -hmm. situation. But, um, uh, because um, that's something that has been brought up, you know, recently. The of Russia in, in um, Ukraine. Yeah, but just in here, like how he was implying with his words, you know, like he wants he to use it, involved and you know stuff like that. So, um, and I was just thinking about the whole nuclear thing, like it's it always stays on reserve, and that's like the the last resort. Yeah, and with that, um, one nation can sway another one because it's like, hey, we still have this thing to back us up. So, um, to add to that. And Satan you, himself doesn't know how much Christ has. The Bible says, I have not seen. Amen. Not a heard. He has entered into the hearts of men. The things that God, that God has in store. So he has a secret weapon. Yes, God has yeah. a secret weapon. Amen. And but the secret weapon is only for those who fear him. Yes. Amen. So we, may, we might well get into nuclear war. Yeah, we, we may. We may. That God is using Satan at the same time. Amen. Amen. But. I want you to see how foolish that thought is. What in the world does it matter how much each one has? Just by having one, I can do so much. Does it really matter if I have 10 or 100? They are so, they are so stupid. If Putin has 1,000 and you have 100, who in the world care? I might blow you up first where you don't even never get to use your 100. Or I might even blow up the place where you have your 100, and, blow, and now instead of blowing up one, I blow up 101. It, they are so foolish. It, it, it's a stupid way of thinking. It doesn't matter if a person have five or ten. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's foolish. What does it matter? Yeah. God can, God can use the tree or he can use the stone. It doesn't, he could use the sun if he chooses to. He, Satan just doesn't know what God is going to use. He has no idea what, but he knows this thing. Man, God can use anything. He can even use one of the angels that's with me to do this if he chooses to. Amen. He can even use him to destroy himself and destroy everybody. So th that would make you, that would really make you scared. You know, and that's why we should fear God. Fear him that can do these things. That even you, he can use to destroy you. But before he destroys you, he makes you destroy those that's against him. Even he can do that. Yeah. Amen. That God is really to be feared. He's really to be feared. He's dreadful and terrible. But, but God is a God of love. And those who see that will really appreciate him. Amen. He doesn't use his power to terrorize people. God is not a terrorist. Amen. He's only a terror to the evildoers. That's who he a terror to. Go ahead. Amen. Yes. That's how you show you fear him. They tremble. Yes. Amen. So they, they keep that commandment, the law of condemnation. 
Okay, man, there, there's some thoughts there. But to close out, jump over. Um, uh, I had like the other one. Um, I'll probably. Uh, all right, it's okay. Um, the Lord's philosophy plainly outlined His word. Divide it, divide it. Go down to arms of flesh. The other one you can read. Those are some really nice thoughts. Um, oh wait, no, I need to read this one. TMK. It says the Bible and the Bible only is to be our God, it, to be our refuge. Read the next part. God is in His Word. I love that. Love that. God is in His Word. So you know what God is going to do? Take good care of His Word. Amen. And that's why it says, make that your refuge, because you're certain God's going to take care of his word. Amen. God's going to take care of us. So make the word of God your refuge. So right now, this is where we mark the map. God is trying to make the Bible our refuge. Make it the only thing you run to when you don't understand a doctrine. Amen. Run to the Bible when you don't understand a doctrine. We're going to see who's never done that at the midnight cry. Amen. Some of us is going to run to the trees of the garden and we're not going to run to God for the answer. And, and if when we do that, man, here's what the Bible says. This is where we're going to close out. The Bible says, thus saith the Lord, curse be the man that what? Trusted in man and make it flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. And he looked up and said, I see a man as what? Trees walking. Okay, so let's look at this curse. Um, and they heard the what? The voice of the Lord walking. What did he say? <laughs> the tree is coming. Mm -hmm. They ran from the good tree. <laughs> I, I really want y'all to see it. It says, they heard the, the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, what? Mm -hmm. Hid themselves from the what? Presence of the Lord God amongst the what? Trees of the gardens. Those who oppose the truth will always hide behind trees. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, curse is the man that does that. So you know what God does? Because our first parents always want to hide behind trees, what does God now have to become? A tree. He now becomes the one for people to hide behind. Since you want to hide behind a man, hide behind me. Amen? That's what the Lord did. Notice the next verse. Christ hath redeemed us from the what? What is the curse? What's the curse? Hiding behind a tree. Christ redeemed us from hiding behind a tree. So, so he says of the, the law, being made what? He became a man. He became the curse. He became the tree for us to hide behind. Hide behind that tree. And where is that tree? The word of God. God was in that tree. That was the living tree. Amen. The true and living tree. Hide behind the true and living tree. God is trying to have us hide behind his word right now. Amen. Amen. And you see this because now men who have turned from from this light, they always say, oh, yeah, Jones had this jo oh, Praise the Lord. Amen. You're running ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. They're not Keep going. They're not sincere. They can always say those things. Amen. But they are not. They're they're using that to fight. To fight, to fight the light. Yeah, yeah. What light are they fighting? The light. The present truth. Yeah. Amen. So they're hiding behind the old tree, yeah. and Christ is coming with the new tree Amen. because they heard the voice. That's new light. Amen. New light. 
So they use the old truths to destroy the new truth. But G Ellen says, new light is not independent of the old light. Christ was, that's what Christ was showing in the garden. When Christ came, what was he bringing? The plan of salvation. The tree they were hiding behind now is going to become the lesson to teach them how to be saved. So he wasn't destroying the tree. He was coming to put it in a new light. Y'all follow? So don't hide behind the type. Hide behind the reality. Yeah, I would, oh, man, I pray that we can see these things. If we can see this, everyone who's opposing this, man, they're in darkness. Darkness, just complete darkness. Because hiding behind the trees is by doing the papacy, the work of Catholicism. Y'all follow? They're taking Jones and Wagner. Jones and Wagner says this. You're using Jones and Wagner to fight against the new light. Jones and Wagner's in agreement with the new light. What you guys are doing is hiding from the voice. But why are they doing it? They're afraid. We're naturally afraid of new light. Every one of us. We're naturally afraid of new light. Amen. Christ says, the, the word says, because, because their um, deeds are oh, evil. Are, ah, yeah, praise God. Amen. That's John 3. Hi. Amen. Because they know that their deeds are, are evil. evil. Amen. Amen. Um, New light is a blessing. Amen. And if we can see it, trust me, we're naturally, we're all going to run from it. So when this light yeah. comes here to midnight cry, our first instinct is going to be to what? To run. Yeah, that's what Adam and Eve Amen. Did. That's what Adam and Eve did. But those who take the spirit of Christ are going to say, not my will. Christ wanted to run. Yeah, he said, he said, Father, if, this, if it be possible, what was Christ seeing? He was seeing something he's never seen before. He, what was he seeing? How do I know he was seeing something he'd never seen before? He was taking on sin. He's never seen that before. He was taking on sin and all of his weight was coming up on him. And, he's, and not only is he seeing that, He's really seeing the consequences of sin. The consequences, oh my goodness, God is going to really cut himself off from me. He was seeing all of that. And he was, what was he doing? God, if it be possible, let me hide behind the tree. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He had nowhere to hide. Christ was the only one that had nowhere to hide. He had to, he was left out to be abused and ridiculed and despise and burn in hell. That was what he had to go through. But in his mercy, he makes a place for us to hide. In his mercy, he says, look, hide in me, and I'll shelter you from God's wrath. Amen? I'll take the full weight of God's wrath. Come hide in me. Make my word your refuge. Amen? God is trying to encourage us. I'm pleading with y'all. Study the Bible. Nothing on this earth matters. Nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing. Money, job, cars, big house, all that stuff is garbage. It's good only in the hands of those that study in their Bible. Amen? If we're not studying their Bible, those things are a curse. Yesterday I saw a picture of a brother who we knew, who we know well, all of us know. Man, he's going back so far, for so far. And, and God put me in a position to talk to him before I saw that picture. And I spoke with the brother, and I'm trying to encourage him, man, come back to the light, man. Come back. And he couldn't refute anything I was saying. 
All I, I was all, I, I was praising God for time. I'm like, God, please let him have heard something and save him from this terrible course that he's on. And then I wake up the next day, I see a picture, and this man has earrings in his nose and earrings in his ears. He once walked in the light of this truth, and now he's on his way to be an atheist, and he doesn't see it. Satan is leading him blindly to be an atheist, and he doesn't see it. He thinks he's a Christian just like the Roman Catholics, but Satan is leading him step by step right into becoming an atheist, and he doesn't see, he's going to end up denying God, I promise you, he will. He's eventually going to come to that point. And all of that is a beacon to us of what will happen to us if we don't start studying our Bibles. It's worse than the first. But I saw that God was trying to help him. I seen it. I knew God was trying to help him. God is really trying to help him and pull him out of that terrible deception that he's under. But he doesn't. He sees it. But Satan has a stronghold on his heart. And he thinks he thinks like Eve that disobedience is something to be desired. Because he's rejecting truth. And how did he reject it? By hiding behind the trees of the garden. That's how he rejected it. Go ahead, Romero. Yeah, I was going to say that is that you, you can see with him what, what exactly happened. And it's, it's exactly right there on the board. Right there. First, first Catholicism. And now it's atheism. Amen. By piercing his ears and his nose, he's an atheist. That's what that's a sign of. Just go study the Bible. Jacob says, take away the strange gods from you. Take out the earrings. They were coming to Egypt. Egypt, wearing earrings is a sign that you're a slave of Egypt. You're an atheist. That's what wearing jewelry are. They're strange gods. They're not even of the gods of the Jews. They're strange. They're the strangers' gods. You're an atheist. To wear jewelry, you're, you're demonstrating you're an atheist. If people only understood that. Amen. They took the earrings and they made a golden calf. They're an atheist. And that's how I know by the, remember, the outward sign is a re reflection of what's in the heart. So by putting the jewelry in his nose, he's revealing that he's on his way to being an atheist. But he's, he can't see it. He can't see it. And I pray, that the, I pray the Lord arrest him in his rebellion. I do pray that God will arrest him in his rebellion so he can see it. And by the grace of God, hopefully one day he, he, he will turn around. But, okay, how I'm going to stop right here, and I'll pick back up in the next one. I'll stop. Let's close out with one thing. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you there, Lord, for helping us to, to understand that the Bible and the Bible only is to be our guide. Lord, I really do pray, and I really ask that you help us to be willing to do your will. It, it is a struggle in the earth, O oh Lord. The spirit is willing, and the flesh really is weak. But God, you said in our weakness, you're made strong. And if we really and really and truly believe these things, O oh Lord, we'll always see your strength. We'll always see your power. Every day we see your power when we resist evil, O oh Lord. Every time we, res we resist an evil thought, an evil desire, your power is being revealed. And I pray that you'll help us to see and understand that we can only resist those things in your power. We have no power of ourselves to resist sin and resist evil. So please, Lord, the only way we can have this power is by turning to your Bible. I thank you for your Bible. I thank you for preserving and protecting it. I thank you for the writings of Ellen White. I thank you for the work of, of James White and Joseph Bates and William Miller and, and Haskell and all those, those holy men of God that, that, that paved the way for us so that we can have the benefit of the word of God at the end of the world. Even Martin Luther, Tyndale, Jerome, and Huss, 
And it doesn't stop there. It goes all the way back to Peter, to Daniel, all the way back to David and Moses, all the way back to Adam, all the way back up to God. So, Father in heaven, we thank you for these things. We thank you for the holy angels that are here with us. We thank you for their presence, for encouraging us, for flapping their wings and scattering the darkness. I pray, O oh Lord, that you'll continue to have them do this this Sabbath and that you'll continue to have them watch over us. You, you, those who have your word in their hearts, you will watch over them. You will shield them and you will protect them. So please, Lord, help us like David to hide your word in our hearts so that we might not sin against you, so that our testimony will be like that of Joseph. How can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God? So please, Lord, help us to have a love for the truth, O oh Lord. That's what's important, a love for the truth. If we have that love, we will study the Bible. So please give us that love, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.